message and radio the time is 7.27 p.m. Yes, we are here. We're going to teach until we ask some eighters and we move, but we're going to do what it is that God has called us to do this evening. We're still acknowledging your messages and we'll play your songs and your requests throughout the show, but let's get into it. So we're speaking on purifying worship. And one of the things that I, and, and I so hope that most of the things that we've been teaching in church for the last couple of weeks about the systems of the world, especially world system, the last two, three weeks, how the enemy comes in subtly with his spirit and try to corrupt what happens in the house of God. That um, one of the first things he attacks um, is probably not the major thing, but the one of the first things he attacks when it gets into a church is the desire to worship is the desire to worship so why worship what does worship signify worship signifies that we acknowledge who the person is that we worship we acknowledge who the person is that we worship so when we worship when we worship we give glory unto the one we worship um, you can and and at any given time because men are made to worship at any given time you are giving worship you are giving worship to whatever it is that you hold in high esteem so the second thing about worship is anything you worship becomes a God in your life, G-O-D. It becomes a God in your life. And that's extremely important to note that worship shows us who we hold in high esteem. Now, high esteem in this sense doesn't just mean respect, but the highest esteem I'm speaking of is fear in such a way the Bible says that it is a deep, deep reverence. And so that, that means that worship then is not just a song, but it is, it is preceded by a revelation of who the God is that you serve. That is what worship is. And by purifying worship, my, 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 I struggle just to come up with the, with the title because I know what it is that we, that God is, was saying, but what was the, how do we, how do we speak on this? And how do we speak on this in a way that it, we know and acknowledge that yes, if there's steps in my life I need to take, but I can't, I cannot purify worship as a whole, as a human being. The Holy Spirit does that, but I say yes, to being purified and also bringing purified worship into the house of God. But let me explain, and as we teach, I hope that you engage and I hope that you are blessed by what, we, what, by what we're saying. So, firstly, know this, we are created to worship. We are, as human beings, we are created to worship and to have fellowship with God. Not to have religion, but to have fellowship with God. So, fellowship does not mean it's, it's, it's less restrained. It means even more holiness. Fellowship with God means more holiness. So when we say no religion, it doesn't mean that now um, what we've seen over the church at times, how much compromise there is, and we just say, no, it's a period of grace. But deeper fellowship with God speaks of deeper holiness in right standing with God. Worship also flows, the second point is worship flows from a revelation of who God is. It's extremely important to, to know that. If you have a, a revelation, personal revelation of who God is, you won't struggle to worship. No one would force you, call you, or coerce you into worship because you already know who he is. When Jacob had a revelation of who God was in Genesis 28, when Jacob had that revelation, he was, it was based on the revelation of who God was. And after that, he worshipped God when he said, this is the house of God. How awesome is this place? Because he realized the presence of God in that space, in that dimension that was opened up unto him. Whenever people had a, rev a revelation of the presence of God in a place, sometimes he would appear unto people as a man, sometimes as an angel. Um, and whenever they saw that, the first thing they responded with was worship. Why? Because that a revelation of who God is. So people that don't have a, a, a deep relationship with God, 
struggle to worship God because worship is not just a song and that's why we've seen over the years we've given the responsibility in corporate worship to the worship teams and then we 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 we, we almost never acknowledge that or we never realize that we need to go as individuals into worship as individuals because we have a revelation so now the worship team is up there and they are trying to fall not they're trying to lead us into worship and we are more concerned about the tone of the song the sound of of the music the sound of the instruments instead of locking in because we have a heart of worship so and that is what 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 signifies worship when you don't have an open relationship with god a revelation of who he is worship will always be a problem to you but we pray that tonight we will come and say, Father, I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Because once the eyes of my understanding is open, I will worship you based on the revelation of who you are. The, the, the third point is that Lucifer's plan was always to have worship given to him. That's extremely important. It was always to have worship given to him. But let's get into the verses in the teaching we'll teach based on that you're still welcome to send us your friend request your song request uh, we might go a bit over time tonight but we will late and i hope that you don't mind as well so the number in the studio is 082-428-2376 let's get into the word of god isaiah chapter 6 from verses 1 to 4 isaiah chapter 6 from verses 1 to 4 and i will always also encourage you to read in your own time the whole chapter 1 of the book of ezekiel from verse 1 the whole chapter um chapter 1 of the book of Ezekiel, but tonight we're going to focus on Isaiah 6 to 4. And it says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. This is Isaiah's account of revelation of God. Now Isaiah was a prophet of God, but check this. He was already a prophet of God, but check how. So meaning he could hear God, he could speak and prophesy. But then he had a revelation of who God was. And then his, his reverence for God just went deeper. But let, let's go into it. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up, and his train filled what the temple, where is the temple, is the house of God. Above it stood the seraphim. Seraphims are type of angels in the who are in the presence of God. Each of them had each of them had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his wings, and with two he with two he flew. Meaning they flew with two they covered their foot with two and with other two they closed their face because they couldn't look directly into the presence of God because he's so holy and they just couldn't their beings couldn't stand just looking into the awesomeness of God's presence verse 3 says and one cried to the other saying holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory the angels cried the seraphim cried holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of whose glory his glory that's important to note so these angels as they were going around the throne and every time another dimension of god's presence hit them they just went into holy and this is from eternity to eternity meaning that god is so great that they've been in his presence and they still hasn't seen all of him every time they went another corner every time they saw another uh, dimension of his holiness dimension of his glory they just fell into worship not into anything not questioning nothing because the when the revelation of god of who god really is not just what we what we learn through bible school what we learn in church but when god reveals his glory to you your first response is always worship that's how holy god is and 
It says the earth is full of his glory and the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried and the whole house was filled with smoke meaning that the fire the presence of god came so thick into that place that it was the, the smoke was tangible that's how, how greatly it was for the presence of god so what is this the throne room of god is always filled with worship why because he's a great god like it is not a, a compulsory thing when you have revelation of who god is that the worship comes almost spontaneously from you because he made you and your being responds to the magnificence of the creator that's why when we come into church on a sunday when you know who he is it is an automatic response to who he is and satan knows that and he know they knew that in the bible in genesis 2 when god came in the cool of the day to walk with adam to have fellowship with him i'm sure that adam was just in his presence and as they walked in the garden of eden worship just flowed from him worship just came and it went into god and they kept on worshiping why not because god forced him but because he was exposed to the manifestation of the glory of god was so thick in him that they had no other response but to worship god there was no other way that it could respond to the glory of god by worship so worship is not compulsory whenever you are compelled to worship it is not worship it is a religious activity because worship is spontaneous response to the glory of who god is there's no one that can be open up to the glory of god and not worship when jesus came to meet the possessed man of Gadara when he came close the demons in the man even when they saw Jesus and this was a revelation of Jesus the first response was Jesus son of the most high even demons acknowledged who he was because before they were corrupted by Satan they were angels in the presence of God and Jesus was there Jesus even made them he created them because Colossians tells us that he everything was made for him by him and through him so the angels when they saw Jesus they saw the creator of the heavens and earth and their response was not um, let's tempt you or do one two three for the response was worship there is no way that you can be in the presence of God and worship is not one of your first or your first response because when we read on that the glory of God was so, this was a prophet. So God was not exposing or opening himself up to Isaiah. God was not opening himself up to another ordinary man. This was an ordained prophet of God. What is a prophet of God? He summoned years God clearly. But when he saw another dimension of God, he saw his own frailty. That's what Isaiah said. He says, oh me of un, a man of unclean lips living amongst unclean people. His response was that you are too holy to visit me that I could see you. So that is what happened in the Garden of Eden. There was just there was just worship from from God. There was just worship not from God. There was worship from all of creation, for for God. Apologies. And in the presence and in the throne room of God, worship just keeps on going and it just keeps on going and flowing. And Lucifer did not like this. So what what is what are one of the things that he, that he hates? His plan was always that the worship that was given to God must be given unto him from the beginning of time. Lucifer's one of his major plans one of the major plans of the spirit of this world is to stop worship they will allow you to have religious activities they will allow you to do things that we think makes us better Christians like food parcels and stuff like that yes there's nothing wrong with it but that does not mean that you have a revelation of God the first response always in the house of God must be worship why because his presence ignited in us it doesn't force us it doesn't compel us but your being responds to the one who made it and that is what is in the house of God that is pure worship pure worship can only come when the presence of God is there I hope we're still together verse 3 Isaiah 6 verse 3 and one cried to one another holy 
Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of whose glory? His glory. The whole earth is full of God's glory. The Shekinah glory, the kabot of God, the express glory of God is full of, and only people that have revelation of this can see this. Isaiah saw when the whole of Israel saw the king dying and every the whole nation going into depression and wondering, what's going to happen to us now? We're going to attack. Our king has died. Isaiah filled with the spirit of God and a vision of what heaven looks like. So even in your crisis moment people that know how to worship god even when whatever king was in your life whatever it is that you have lost that may have been or taken the place of god when he dies when you're full of the, the presence or the spirit of god especially in this time when lots of kings will die but we'll speak on it another time your first response must always be i see the lord high and lifted up and that is when worship is purified, that when everything that wants to take the place of God is removed, our response is worship. Job was full of the spirit of God so that when he lost everything, when his king Uzziah died, his response was the Lord give it, the Lord take it, blessed be the name of the Lord. Why? His flesh wanted to fail, but his spirit's first response was glory and worship unto the king of kings. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. But as we continue, let me just take another break quickly. We're going to speak after this on how Satan is trying to um, just nullify the plans of God. How Satan is just trying to, um, to corrupt because he cannot stop you from worshipping. But he will just come and corrupt the worship. So whilst we think we're worshipping God, we find there's another spirit behind our worship. And this is why God is saying it's time to purify worship, especially in this time. The law you justify your sin the more power you give to it legally to ride you. A temple was immediately changed from a place of religious activity to a place of supernatural visitation. Why? Because God found it pleasing. But because Ishmael comes from you and I've blessed you and said, whoever comes from your loins will be blessed. I will bless him. But according to my plan and purpose, this is your begotten. It did not make it the house of God because they built it and said this is the house of God until God showed up. If this clip or snippet has excited you, then yes, there's a place where you can get more of these teachings, vibrant worship, and a company of believers that is after the heart and the mind of God and just fellowshipping together. You can get us at 53A Main Reef Road, Randfontein. Our Sunday services starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday. And we're just going there to seek the face of God, to love one another, and to just grow together. Ian Elsie, Randfontein. In all you're getting, get understanding. Speaking on purifying worship, and we dealt with first that what happens in the throne room of God, and maybe not in depth as we normally do, but we speak on purifying, but just an, a glance of what happens, that is the, there's pure worship in the presence of God. And why would we want to speak on purifying worship? Um, is there something that is broken in the system? Is there something that doesn't make sense? But um, when you are called to purify something it means that thing has been defiled it has been made dirty and whenever god requests us to praise him to worship him it must be pure it must be sincere and um, that we worship him is john 4 24 says what's god is spirit and those that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit the truth that speaks of sincerity speaks of purity it speaks of unhinged um, it's not connected to anything, not connected to what I want, what I need to get, but it is worship that comes from the throne, from your heart. It, it comes from the joy that God gives. It comes from the Holy Spirit within you. And that is why we're speaking on purifying worship. So what has been defiled in worship in these times? 
And as I said before, we took a break that Lucifer's plan was always to have worship given to him. And we'll explain now. So who, is, who was Lucifer? Because sometimes we have this idea that Lucifer is the other God. And Lucifer, because God is the God of light, <laughs> he is the God of darkness. And he is equal strength to God and what, but he's not. He is a created being. He was the, the, the worship. He was the cherub in charge of worship. And he used to walk in. Please go and read Ezekiel chapter 1 to give you a more complex in um, a deep understanding of what the throne room of God looks like, the vision that God gave Ezekiel, one of his prophets, that Lucifer was walking in and around the presence of God, and on in the presence of God, and there was this fire, and there's all these things. I don't want to go into detail. Go and read, and you'll see the picture of what happens in 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 the presence of God. And he was the the Bible describes him as as, as in even studies when you do theological studies that Lucifer was this beautiful being, the word Lucifer comes from Lucero or something that means light. He was a being of light. That there were gemstones in him, there were instruments in him. He was this beautiful creature that just walked around, but he was created by God. He did not create himself. So Lucifer, in his fallen state, is not check this. Lucifer is not a an equal to God. He's a created being that was corrupted and we're going to teach on that tonight so he's, 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 his music was put in him he did not originate him god put the music in him before there's any um, off studies or any studies that makes us think that lucifer created all these things and he know he was a created being and all the instruments and gemstones and all the beauty god was given by god to him it was put in him by god worship in the purpose of his creation why he was created was not for him to have a fashion show in heaven it was so that he could worship god that he could stand before the throne of god and worship god and that is why that is why we 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 we, we are here tonight so what happened with lucifer but let's read the verse this is what isaiah um the vision that god has given Isaiah as to what happened to lucifer isaiah um, chapter 14 1 4 verses 12 to 14. so it's isaiah chapter 1 4 from verses 12 to um from verses 12 to verses 14 1 4. this is how it says and it says how thou art fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning check this how thou art fallen from where from heaven o lucifer son of the morning son there speaks of when you study it and that's why when in the book of job when it comes it says in the book of job when it comes it says that um that the sons of god came before god and amongst them was lucifer the sons of god speaks in this said it speaks of the angels that god has created for purpose some for warfare some for worship and some for messaging and that is what jacob saw that he saw an angel uh, a ladder extending from heaven to earth and angels ascending and descending so there were some angels that were made for warfare under the guidance or the direction or the leadership of michael the archangel there were some that were made for worship under the leadership then of lucifer and some for messaging under the leadership of gabriel the archangel so this is what it says it says lucifer son of the morning son of the morning speaks of son of the light his name means light being of light it says how thou art fallen cut down to the ground and you weakened the nations so what happened with Lucifer, but let me read on. It says, verse 13 says, For you had said in your heart, whose heart? His heart, Lucifer's heart, I will ascend into heaven, meaning that the very throne of God, I will go up into it. I will exalt, 
I will exalt my throne, meaning that the position he had was basically to lead others in worship before the throne of God. There was nothing else he was created for. He wasn't created to be worshipped. He was created to worship God. Now, that's extremely important for where we're going. But Lucifer saw the worship that he was giving and all the other beings in heaven was giving God. And he said, I want that kind of, of, of worship. But, but let's continue. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Meaning that I will sit the mount of God speaks of the very presence of where God himself is. There's divisions and there's levels and dimensions in heaven. He said, I will ascend into the highest position and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Above where God has put limitation to where everybody needs to rise lucifer said i will ascend i will take god on i will rebel against this why because why should he receive worship when i don't i can't get it i'm a beautiful being just as him why can't i receive worship and in his heart the corruption that's why i said worship is a hard thing the bible says that for you have said in your heart lucifer that you will ascend to the highest position in heaven meaning that he his heart became corrupted and anything after that Every sound he played, every song was a corrupted sound unto God because the heart where it came from, not the instruments in him, but the heart behind the instruments, behind the gemstones, behind the sound, behind all these instruments in him, the heart behind it, at the core of his being, was corruption. And that is why he was rejected. He was not rejected because he sang out of tune or he played out of tune or anything. He was rejected because the content of his heart became corrupted. And that is where everything started it says and i will sit on the mount of god so his rebellion and his arrogance and his pride was so thick that he even said to himself that i will ascend because i'm thinking that what would have led to this maybe he was he saw the admiration of other angels looking at his beauty looking at his position and he said oh if people if they can look at me not people but if the other congregations of angels can look at me that way it means i can be my own god and i can also ascend to god because why should i worship him and i don't get worship myself verse 14 says i will ascend above the heights of the clouds and i will be listened to this I will be like the most high. So Lucifer, this created being, was looking at God, was looking at admiration he might have received. There's, there's, there's no in the Bible where he tells us what led to his ultimate decision of pride. But he says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. It's not the clouds we see in heaven. It is where the boundaries for you rising up to the throne of God. He said, I will ascend beyond it and I will be like the most high, meaning that I will take the place of God. He took a deep-seated position of rebellion because of the way he looked and the way he sounded. And he says, I will ascend to the Most High. I will take his place. So Satan, Lucifer, wanted to ascend to the throne of God to be worshipped and not to worship. What does throne mean? The word, the word throne, what a throne is, it means seat of power. It means it's a position of worship. So when he said, I want to take the throne of God, it didn't just mean a place to sit to rest. It means that I want to take your position. I want to replace you. And then the worship that I'm supposed to give you, I want it in return for myself and what led to this it was a corrupt position in his heart that's why we said it you it's not just the song and how you're singing it's the heart where it comes from 
it is the heart where it comes from. That's why we always need to check our hearts. Whether we sing individually or whether we sing as a worship team, whether we sing corporately as a church or individuals, the heart that your worship is rising from will determine the quality of worship before God. Your heart is the altar that you burn and sacrifice on. Worship is like sacrifice. When they sacrifice in the olden times or when they ask God for forgiveness or they thank Him, they are an altar and the animal on it needed to be incorruptible, needed to be without spot or blemish. And the altar as well needed to be cleansed and sanctified for that purpose. So when your heart is the altar, what are we putting on there? Are we putting in because God does not only listen to the audible sound, He's listening to the sound of your heart and that will determine what worship is. So Lucifer corrupted worship and what was the response from heaven? They rejected Him. because And that is what Lucifer always wanted. He says, if I cannot get worship in heaven, Wherever you throw me, I will corrupt worship that goes to you and I will direct or divert that worship to come to me. His heart has always been, even before Genesis 1, to be worshipped. He wanted to take on God and he was removed, not because the instruments became false or was out of tune, but his heart was out of tune. Worship is not what the tune or the sound of the guitar or the instruments is. Worship is judged by the sound of your heart. And Lucifer said, I'm going to corrupt this whole thing. So that I will get the worship. When it says that you had fallen because you were cut down from the ground and you weakened the nation. Listen to this. Isaiah 14 verse 12. When he fell down, weakened the nations does not only mean of they are physically weak. It means their spiritual walk with God was corrupted. He weakened the way that people walk. He weakened the worship. He weakened our standing of. He weakened the, the condition of our hearts before God. He came and he literally corrupted it. He could not take music because music was it was a gift that God has given him so he said if I if whatever I give to God is not accepted I will corrupt whatever hence what comes and his desire has been from the beginning of time to corrupt our hearts because corrupted heart speaks of corrupted worship there's no way that we can say we sound nice and that is the only judge God has God check your heart and that's why I'm going to say something controversial that's why we find some sometimes someone that does not have the best voice, does not have the best playing skills, but have the perfect heart before God, humble and a heart that is sanctified and a contrite spirit before God, can sometimes, not always, can sometimes call down the presence of God stronger than someone that has the best quality sound, best training, best skill, not because of anything else, but because of a heart that is contrite before God. We're going to take another break now. Thank you so much for listening. We're going somewhere. We're going to come back with the last installment of the show the law you justify your son the more power you give to it legally to ride you a temple was immediately changed from a place of religious activity to a place of supernatural visitation why because god found it pleasing but because ishmael comes from you and i've blessed you and said whoever comes from your loins will be blessed i will bless him but according to my plan and purpose this is your begotten it did not make it the house of God because they built it and said this is the house of God until God showed up. If this clip or snippet has excited you, then yes, there's a place where you can get more of these teachings, vibrant worship, and a company of believers that is after the heart and the mind of God and just fellowshipping together. You can get us at 53A Main Reef Road, Randfontein. Our Sunday services starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday and we're just going there to seek the face of God, to love one another and to just grow together. Ian Ellis, Randfontein. In all you're getting, get understanding. But yeah, speaking of purifying worship, and that is one of the ways that the enemy, Pastor Brian, 
wants to take um, worship from you. It's to depress you so that you don't have any desire to worship God. Especially children of God, you'll be surprised how many pastors are depressed and suicidal. But we pray that God will really, if you're listening here, that God will strengthen you wherever you are. Um, we are purifying worship and nothing will take you from the hand of God. Um, yes, let's continue with purifying worship. As I said, we're going to continue a bit longer than normal um, because I we were a bit late, but I just sense that we need to continue a bit longer. So what, what did we say before we come came to it? It's that Satan wanted to bring impurities into worship, into the house of God. He wanted to bring in the house of God. We know it's not just the church, it's also you because the, uh, Paul asked the Corinthians, don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Your bodies are what the temple of the Holy Spirit and he wants to defile the temple the temple is by by sinning it is by almost renting your body out for anything that is not of god for drugs for sex all those things that he knows will defile the temple remember how god in the old testament used to get so angry when worship was defiled that he would literally remove himself from the nation of israel and the desire of god is for us to give him pure worship completely pure pure worship so that we can live for him that we can give everything to him and the enemy wants to bring impurities into by depression by suicide by anger by rebellion a lot of ways that he can as long as the worship is impure to god and then he will allow you to sing but he knows if the it doesn't matter how nice the song sounds but if the temple it rises from is impure he knows the worship itself will be impure so um as we continue on this that it is it is satan's desire it is satan's desire for to destroy the temple of God. It is Satan's desire to make it impure so that your worship will be defiled, so that your worship will not reach the highest heavens. He wanted the position of God and when he was rejected, not because his gemstone started, guys, and listen to me, not because his gemstone started um, losing their shine, not because the instruments that were built in him started losing their tune, not anything superficial, but because behind all these things, as it says in, in the book of Isaiah 4, uh, 14, verse 13, it says, Because you have said in your heart, not it doesn't mention anything else, because you have made up your mind to ascend to the throne of God, because you wanted to take the worship that was meant to for God but by yourself, because you wanted to do that, you are, have defiled worship in heaven, and we cannot have you in the Holy of Holies, and then you come back in the Holy of Holies with, a co incorrupt, with, with corrupt worship, and he was removed immediately. That's how serious God takes pure worship. Pure, pure worship. It doesn't mean when you said you cannot worship. It doesn't mean, but when there's stuff like anger, when there's stuff like bitterness, when there's stuff like unforgiveness, stuff that we know we need repentance from, when there's lust and all these things, God cannot listen. If God could put Lucifer as beautiful as he was out of worship because of his heart condition, imagine if we are justifying wrong heart conditions because of what has happened to us and we want to stand in the presence of God. It is way, way deeper than we think. It is so much deeper and I just sense that we're going into a direction away from my notes that God wants pure worship if you are there this evening and say yeah but, but but Tommy you don't know what I've been going through you don't know what my husband has done to me what my father my uncle my wife my girlfriend you don't know what my fiance has been doing to me and what we're currently going through I have no idea I want to tell you that find someone if you cannot find someone go on your knees tonight and say father help me to forgive help me help me to change don't because sometimes we stand and we say father and uh, 
just an example till Sharon treats me right I will not wisdom no God is saying you tonight wherever you are make right repent and say father help me to be more patient with my help me because I realize now that my worship is impure because I'm holding on to something that I know is not good I'm holding on to something I'm justifying impure hard conditions hard positions and i know it's wrong tonight i know it's wrong because satan said i will ascend to the throne of god and we may not say that we're ascending to the throne of god but even sometimes we act like satan when we know we must give god the glory but we take all the glory for ourselves the praises come in and there's no way where you can tell people no glory to god or when you tell people no it's not mine we take it and we are so puffed up and we proud we proud that we even remind people of our position we even remind people who we are and we don't take there's no humility and then we take stages with that heart condition we take stages with that mindset of, of, of just arrogance and rebellion and we sing a song and immense club Hanna, and they're excited and they sometimes put money on the stages and I'm not saying that how people should appreciate you that's not for me but sometimes you know that I'm taking this glory and the Holy Spirit is convicting you stop this the Holy Spirit is convicting you when people come and say wow you're such a good teacher you're such a good preacher you're such a good musician you're such a good whatever and we don't take the glory and give it to God it is the same as Lucifer because it's easy to read this all the things in the Bible is for us is an example for admonishment for rebuke and also to bring us back in line when lucifer said i will ascend to the throne you are saying that the worship i'm supposed to give god i'm taking for myself it is the same when we take the glory of god for ourselves when you pray for someone they get healed and the first response is i'm blessed man and an anointed woman of god it is the same as us saying i will ascend to the heavens it sounds a bit extreme but it's not extreme because in the spirit is the same attitude of pride same attitude. When the Holy Spirit would say, it is, I see any Tommy, it's not you. And yes, there's appreciation and there's honor. I, I get that. But there's worship that is, it's just for God. Because how, it, it sounds weird. How can, I, how can I bring this home and say that, yeah, but that was Lucifer. That's, no, it's the same heart position. He said, when he said, I will ascend to heaven, I will exalt what? My throne my position, my title, above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the very presence of God. I will sit there. When you take, when, when it says someone sits on a throne, it means that they know that this is the position I'm reigning from. You are saying that I will, the place that's reserved for God, I will go and sit there, not just stand. I will sit, meaning that I will find my rest in a place that is reserved for God. I will ascend above the heights of the heaven and I will be like the most high. There's many times we've taken the place of God. There's many times. And God is saying, purify worship. Purify worship. Purify yourselves. Purify your heart. And I'm just going to start concluding on this point because next week we will continue because the teaching will just take us somewhere else if we continue. Wherever you are, repent from a position of of, of pride, repent from a position of taking God's glory. Sometimes we have false humility, pretending to be to be humble, and we know in our hearts we are so puffed up and proud, and then we even we can't wait. And if people don't acknowledge you as Jinari squad when you've done something for God, who did you do it for? Wasn't it for God? Because if people don't give you an acknowledgement or praise you and you get angry, it's the same thing that happened with Lucifer. 
Because here he was walking around. The Bible says he was in the throne and walking on the fiery coals. That means the very presence of God and worship. And he saw all the worship not coming to him because he was this beautiful anointed singer, this beautiful anointed worshiper. And it went to God and it touched him so deeply that he started getting pride. And he said, I will take this worship for me. It is when the praise and the worship doesn't come to us where we feel that. Because ask yourself, and I'm speaking of myself because when we were young and growing, and it's good to get acknowledgement as you grow. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a difference between accepting appreciation and wanting to be worshipped. Because there's times when you prepare for a teaching, for a music a performance, whatever, and when you get on stage, you expect people to clap and they don't clap and stuff, and then you lose your heart. You walk off that stage and like, yeah, the men of our dear men. Who was the worship for? Who did you play for now? Who did you preach to now? Whose name did you glorify in the ministration that you do? And this is not shade to anyone. This is, this is us reflecting, us, I'm including myself, on the many times that we indirectly said, I will ascend, I will ascend, I will take my throne and I will exalt it above the stars of God. It sounds, I know none of us will say that directly, but sometimes there's hard positions. When the moment we take even if it's little praise, it's supposed to go to God. And there's a difference between praise, worship, and appreciation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't honor people that, that serve God with you, the, your pastors or what, but there's a difference. And maybe next week I will give a, a clear understanding, distinction between these things. That we should appreciate the people that has been there, that's mentoring us, people that minister a good word. Let, let's, let's honor these guys. Let's appreciate them. But worship is a totally different thing that's only for God. I pray that this word was a blessing to you. I pray that you will listen with your heart, that you will be growing in the steadfastness of God. I thank you for, for, for listening tonight. I bless you. I thank you. God is good all the time. And may the blessing of the Lord be on you and your families. And my, my parting shot to you this evening is that God will really find his place in your heart. Let's purify worship. Next week we'll continue. But tonight, the first thing God is saying that before we speak on these things, that we, we don't get puffed up with knowledge, but we have a revelation of the voice of God in our lives. First thing God is saying, clear your hearts, purify your hearts. And if the Holy Spirit is convict, convicting you of anything, sit still in a spirit of humility, ask Him for forgiveness and ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life, to cleanse you from the inside out, that we walk in holiness and purity. Remember, holiness will never go out of fashion, no matter what the world system say. Holiness will never go out of fashion. The law you justify your sin, the more power you give to it legally to ride you. A temple was immediately changed from a place of religious activity to a place of supernatural visitation. Why? Because God found it pleasing. But because Ishmael comes from you and I've blessed you and said, whoever comes from your loins will be blessed. I will bless him. But according to my plan and purpose, this is your begotten it did not make it the house of God because they built it and said this is the house of God until God showed up. If this clip or snippet has excited you, then yes, there's a place where you can get more of these teachings, vibrant worship, and a company of believers that is after the heart and the mind of God and just fellowshipping together. You can get us at 53A Main Reef Road, Randfontein. Our Sunday services starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday and we're just going there to seek the face of God, to love one another and to just grow together. Ian Elsie, Randfontein. In all you're getting, get understanding. For the Bible says that for all the old things have passed, we behold, we've become new creation. And I pray that I always say this, whenever the word of God is released, the Bible teaches us that the word of God is powerful and alive. The word of God is not just a religious book. It is powerful 
any days alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. We trust God that not only our prayers, I think sometimes we, th- we treat the Word of God as an item in church for, for, for to train people and for a show to be put on by whoever the speaker is. But once we come back to the understanding of the Word of God, the power therein, that is what the Roman centurion said. He said, um, speak, only speak the Word and my servant will be healed. There's such great faith in there that the Word is still the, the, the anchor. The Word is still His Word. Um, he, he, it's alive, it heals, and I pray that you will come alive with the teaching of this word. There's a lot of times, let me just say this before we close as well. There's a lot of times where, not a lot of times, this is what, this is what I believe when the word of God is, is taught in, 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 in strength, in confidence, and in total faith, and also in sincerity, that once we open ourselves to the word of God, because the word of God is light unto our spirits, it brings light, it brings understanding, that I have seen and I've heard and I've engaged with people that have been given, giving themselves to um, consistently being um, opening to the word of God and the teaching of the word of God that their mindsets are literally challenged and broken down and rebuilt by the Holy Spirit rebuilt by Christ because he is the living word so as you allow yourself every Wednesday to sit under the word of God Sundays wherever you're getting the word of God from even during the week get sermons go to our website go to go to YouTube go wherever it is where you can find solid teaching by men and women of God not just us fill yourself with the word of God in this season that is what we're going to need in this season we're going to need the word of God to strengthen us to keep us from falling because the word is teetering towards the end but I I heard someone said and this is my position as well that People that don't know God are panicking, but people that know Him are excited because we're seeing the revelation of the Word of God, the manifestation of all the prophecies coming to life. And I'm excited. I'm honestly excited about what is, it it is literally like living the Word of God and seeing all these windows of His manifestation coming to pass. Let me just also shock you that the Word of God says, and this is just something that jumped in my spirit as I was watching the news and all these people um, speaking and the so-called experts, and most of them say, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know what's going to happen, I don't know, and all these people that claim to have knowledge don't know what the end times mean. They have knowledge of book knowledge, but they don't have the spirit of revelation of what's happening in this time. The Bible says that, because whenever we hear the term, Pastor Brian, of, of, of the last days, the first thing we think of is evil. The first thing, it's evil, it's evil. But Joel said, Joel chapter 2 verse 28, in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and this is what I think God is telling the church in this time. Stop going with the world when they panic about something. My promise to you, not the world, not what the newspapers, not what CNN, ENCA, all these people are saying, evil times are coming. Yes, evil times will come, but God's promise to his children is my, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Meaning that for people that are open to the spirit of God, there'll be empowerment, they'll come alive as the song said, and stop looking. And this is my encouragement to you. Stop looking at what will go wrong in this season, but look at the grace that God is come. There's a great revival on the way and it will not look the way that we've always seen it where there's crowds and all these things and when we come back the world still becomes, it is. it will not just be crowds but it will be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Make yourself ready, get yourself ready. There's a fresh outpouring. We'll see prophecies coming alive in church, people getting healed instantly not because of us but humble hearts before God but pure worship will ignite us and push us into an area where prophecy will come from places we have not seen or her children will start flowing in the spirit in your churches if you open yourself up to the word of god your musicians will start ministering 
by the first or second song, the Spirit of God will hit churches and marriages will be saved. People will start getting into it, moving from a place where we're just not going to be religiously hawking and stuff, but the Spirit and the presence of God will come strongly in churches, in businesses, in families in these last days. So take your eyes of what the world is doing and fix it on the Word. Fix it on Christ. Fix it on what He's going to do. In the last days, He says, I will pour my Spirit on all flesh, all flesh, no denomination, no religious, no race, nothing. Everybody that is open to the Spirit of God will receive it. God will save Muslims. God will save Buddhists. And these people will grow so fast in the Spirit so that God can send them back to their communities and bring the gospel there. There is no government that will stop the flow of the, the Spirit of God in this time because the Bible says in the book of Revelation, the kingdoms of the world has become the kingdom of our God. Our God is taking charge in this time. And please be in a position to receive it. Go into the word. We see what is going to happen. And the word that I just released was just under the unction of the spirit. Let's go and get purified in the presence of God. This is a time not to cower but to walk in the confidence of the Holy Spirit. May God bless his word to come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. We're done for now. Next week we'll be back. And I thank God. I said one day, Pastor Brian, that one of these days it will be two-hour shows. I sense it and I believe that something is going to start happening in the spirit. Remember when we started, we're taking charge of the airwaves. We're not in competition with anybody. I bless any radio station or man and woman of God that is speaking the word of God in the airwaves. Our only enemy is Lucifer because he's taken charge of the airwaves. But once we speak, we disrupt these demons demonic planes over Tukums, Ras Eldos, Jobak, Mutlaking, Ruderport, wherever people are listening from, we disrupt it and we pray as I'm speaking now in the airwaves, whatever planes the enemy had demonically flew your family this night, we interrupt it, we cancel it in the mighty name of Jesus, we, we surrender ourselves to God and we suspend these planes in the mighty name of Jesus. May his workers, may his, 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 his witches, may his demonic animals go back and say to him that we cannot go through. There's just a blockage of, of, of that divine protection the blood of Jesus is against us not because I'm saying this but because we're standing in agreement take salvation now for your family in the mighty name of Jesus in these last days when the world sees war and we see all these things and we're all going through it but know that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and the the the, the gates of hell will not prevail against it i'm telling you now that we will see our young children walking in the grace of God that God will save drug drug-bound men and women, young men, young women, and God will save them. They will become evangelists that will preach the gospel of God that are delivered from the claws of the enemy and the demonic assignment of their lives will be, re will, be will be destroyed and God will immediately start changing their lives to speak the gospel of God. We need to speak these things in faith. What we want to see in our communities, we need to speak it. God will open doors for men and women of God to go into schools with an assignment and anointing that will break yokes of rebellion, yokes of disobedience, yokes where children just speak out against things or there's the spirit of rebellion we take charge of it in the mighty name of Jesus that God will open up doors where men and women of God with the spirit of excellence spirit of wisdom spirit of God will go and, and, and advise mayors will advise MMCs will advise all these things this is the season where we need to stop looking down on ourselves with false humility you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit start walking in that and stop being apologetic for what God has called you yes with the humble spirit but also also, the Spirit of God is a spirit of fire, of confidence, of power. And we walk in it right now in the name of Jesus. Come alive, the song has said. Come alive. And when the party is over, when the party is over, our party is starting in the Spirit of God. We are
are not defeated. We are not defeated. We are not defeated. And even now, retaliation wants to come demonically. We bind all those things in the name of Jesus. I bind you. I bind you, witches. I bind you, Satanists that walks around the street of, of our communities at night when we sleep. I bind you. Your, your plans will fail in the mighty name of Yeshua. The blood of Jesus, we pour it out now on our streets, our families, our children, our neighborhoods in the name of Jesus. I declare peace over every warring family, my God. I pray that the stubbornness in our marriages sometimes, the spirit of stubbornness that wants us to fight against, to break right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We take charge of this, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we speak, Father, Lord, as people that know we are in Christ, my God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper, my Father. As we purify and worship, my Father, we'll see, Father, Lord, people coming out of wheelchairs. We see the, the, blind, the blind yield, my Father. We'll see the deaf ears open, my Father. We'll see, Father, Lord, opportunities, my God, coming. But above all, we'll walk in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Pure worship, my God. Upper room experience in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in. God is in this place. I pray that you will you will take this. I pray that right now, as impossible as your situation seems, stand up now, go into your room and pray and just speak in tongues. I pray that there will be a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your house, in the Holy Spirit in your life, the Holy Spirit in your marriage. If you are a pastor, the Holy Spirit on your ministry, so that you don't just minister as just an act of knowing, just an act of skill or experience, but that people will be set free in the name of Jesus. Whether you teach, whether you sing, whether you prophesy, whatever it is, may be under the fire of the Holy Spirit. We take charge now of witches in church that come smiling in, but they have an assignment. May God expose you in the name of Jesus. We bind you with your works, your altars. We bind you with all, everything you use against the man and woman of God, that your plan will not not succeed in the name of Jesus. Father, open our spiritual eyes that we may see the angels, that we may see them, Father Lord, the activities, my God. Teach us how to pray, my Father. Raise us up morning hours to pray, Father, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise a standard which is the Holy Spirit in us, around us, in our churches, in the mighty name of Jesus, my Father. We are tired, Father, of speaking of X and not seeing the power. We are tired of preaching of Peter but not being able to heal even a child of flu, my Father. We are tired, my God, of being the laughingstock begging at municipalities my God I declare now that politicians will run to the church and ask for guidance my God I ask that pastors will stop playing father with the world system my God for money but we will purify ourselves because we know father who our rock is we know who our source is my father you our source you our source and everything we have will flow from you my God I prophesy father a word of divine father connections in the name of Jesus my father your word says the kings of this world in Isaiah 60 will come to your light my father may the light of the church in this hour father lord become prominent in the name of jesus my god i speak i declare my god that the fire of the holy spirit will come on your pastors your worship your everybody my god and maybe worship you my father maybe go father from worshiping men from worshiping our buildings from worshiping father anything that is not you my father purify us in the name of jesus consuming fire purify us purify us we repent from all our sins my father help us we be are weak, my Father. Help us, my Father, including myself. Help me so that we will become vessels in this end time, my Father. There's also a shift, my God, of the baton in the Spirit, Father Lord, where fathers of the faith are entering into the rest, my Father. May the next generation walk, Father Lord, in the purity, Father Lord, 
and in the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare, I see, Father, Lord, just a baton being handed over, my Father. May we run well, my God. May we run with accuracy, my Father, in the name of Jesus. For every struggling pastor that is losing hope, my Father, renew their strength, fill them with the Holy Spirit, and may your fire, my God, fill the churches. We are not here for competition. We are not here for members. We are here to save souls, to deliver them, save them holistically, my God. In the name of Jesus, bless this radio station, my God. Bless Pastor Brian and his family. Bless them, my God, as they're making warfare in the airwaves. My Father, Lord, the blood of Jesus drip over everything they do, my Father. May whenever they speak, Father, may there be a disarmament, Father, Lord, in the Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. I declare, my God, that people will come onto this and listen to the show, whatever they're going through, my God. May the Holy Spirit minister to them in the name of Jesus. I also pray that you show us, Holy Spirit, what it is that we are doing. There is delaying, Father, Lord, blessings, my God, that we will that will repent and just not give any legal right for the enemy to hold us bound, but it will be free in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing, my God. I pray for everybody that listen. Pray for Brother Given and his family for healing. I pray, Father, Lord, for my father that for healing my father. Pray for everybody that is listening, that is sick for healing. And I pray for everybody that is hopeless. Fill them with hope. Fill them with hope this evening in the name of Jesus. And may you restore our joy. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for allowing us to go further. And may the Lord make his word come through in this hour. In Jesus' mighty name, be blessed. Have a good evening. This is Tommy Shuta signing out. And all you get and get understanding. Good night.